I'm just telling you, I'm getting worried. I can't shake this damn thing. I'm doing medicine and everything. Oh, you're still sick? Hell yeah, I'm still sick. Jesus Christ, man. Now I'm worried. I feel, yeah, you should be. I'm your bread and butter, baby. I'm your meal ticket. You know what I mean? You don't got me, yeah. you got Jack's shit. And Jack well, left town. Okay, well, I, I hope you feel better. Yeah, well, you better, and 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 maybe we could do something. I don't know if we need to clean the studio or what. You think that there are germs or something around the studio? I, I'm quite sure there are germs around the studio. Brett, watch crack a fucking book every once in a while, science book. Now, look, we got to get through this. We got a couple more classes to do, so just... Where are we going? Yeah, I'm rolling. <clears throat> uh... I don't know if a book would uh, show, uh, tell them the germs are in the studio. One second, I'll introduce you. Dang, it would tell me that. <sighs> Thank you. He's right. Hey, yeah, I'm Sean Clemens. Welcome to my monster class. Well, we're talking about class today, and there's a Bang Raj man, he's a student, and we're... (coughs) Jesus. Do you want some water? No, no. That just makes me feel worse. So, I mean, any cold, you got to kind of drink a lot of fluids, sort of the top. Opposite, opposite. Because it feels like there's a lot of fluid coming out. So I don't. Why do I want to give it that power to refill that stuff? Right, I mean, you know, getting dehydrated. Mm, I just told you there's a lot of fluid coming out. I mean, I had this thing for fucking two weeks now. Have you been smoking cigars throughout it? Yeah. See, that's a bad. They're totally clean, Cuban tobacco. Highest quality there is. But still, it's bad for your respiratory system to smoke. I, I barely mean, even, inhale them. I know. I barely inhale them. Just maybe take a You're break. puffing on them, and then every once in a while I do a thing where I get a big mouthful of smoke, I blow out half of it, and then I suck the rest into my lungs real fast. So it's like... <laughs> and I swallow it. Yeah, that sounds bad. To get the head rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It looks so cool. It looks awesome, huh? Yeah. I call it the dragon move. In what context? Hmm? Like, how does when that am I come calling up? that? Yeah. I'll just call somebody up. I'll just call up a buddy. So, hey, hey, I'm about to do the dragon move. If they, if they got FaceTime on their phone? Yeah, it seems like it'd oh, be yeah. better for FaceTime. It is. It's a visual it's thing. It's definitely better for FaceTime, mm-hmm. but it works both ways. Because... It seems like something you could just call somebody and tell them you're doing it and not really do it. Or why would they give a shit if they can't see it? I would never do that. My friends trust me. Okay. This is actually part of what we're going to get into today is which of your friends can you really trust? So uh, it, um, so let's grip it and rip it. You remember that from the first class? I do, yeah. <laughs> see, I'm just, see, I'm a good teacher. So... Uh, let's grip it and rip it. Today we're talking about, of course, writing, script writing. Bang Raj, man, he's my student. He, uh, you know, had some, uh, 
failures, trying to do other stuff. So here we are, and he's going to try to write and hopefully take another class of mine. A little underwater on this. So we are here today, and we're getting into the neighborhood of signature moves. And the dragon move is kind of my signature cigar smoking move. But what's my signature writing move, right? You know, like every writer has their own style and their own voice. Have you ever seen We Are Your Friends? The Zac, Zac Efron, Efron DJ movie. DJ movie. Zac Efron DJ movie. I remember the trailer. Yeah, I never saw the movie. Well, you know, he's working with all these synthetic arrangements uh, to try to create beats that are going to move people, uh, align with their heartbeats and then jack them up. Right. But, when he really discovers how to connect to the real world of music listeners is when he tries to find his authentic sound. And there's this unbelievable filmic sequence. And, and I'm and I'm sure it was on the script because this is a classic. This is the writer finding his signature style at the same time that the character is finding his own. And he's recording somebody stapling a stapler, ka is the sound. Somebody zipping a zipper and it's a hot babe and zzzz is the sound. And then in the music, and you're like, holy fuck, now that's music. It was all around us all along. So I want you to kind of find your sound and find your writing sound and your voice and your writing style and your signature move. Okay. You have any ideas? Um, yeah. I mean, I, I would like to think my style is grounded and kind of slice of life sounds like, um, the way people talk and, um, okay. The kind of character-driven sense of humor. Okay. What's the twist? I I don't follow. Well, so here's like a, you know, here's here's like a cool thing that could be your move. <laughs> right when you think you know the story, bam, big twist. Sure. I I mean for, I, I think any story usually takes a turn, and that's. Let's talk about the audience for a second. Okay. Let's back up and not talk about you. I know you're going to be disappointed. Right? He, he must hate that, right? <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, that was a twist that you just took. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And I'm a good storyteller. Yeah. But he's, this guy's always preening. He's so into himself. And yeah, then. Just look at him. And then we're going to make him talk about the audience for a second. That actually does matter. It's their full it's classes where I barely get a word in. Because you're preening the whole time. Yeah, he's freaking looking in the mirror. The mirror licking app on paws. his phone. I don't have that app. You don't have iMirror on your phone? I don't. I, 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 this is the first I've heard of it. I'm not going to confiscate your phone. Because I don't want to humiliate you on microphone. But afterwards, you, Brett, and I are going to have a conversation about saying the truth on this class because people are going to have a tough time getting anything out of it if we're not saying the truth here. And people are actually paying to listen to this thing. <coughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So you, so you, 
we need to talk about the audience. Is the audience smart, Bang? Are they smart? Sure, yeah. I think you should respect the audience. Yeah. I, I think you in particular would want to. Okay. Yeah, well, I do. Yeah. Okay, well, that's smarter than you are. Great. Yeah, I think that's I, – I understand what you're getting at. Treat them that way because mm-hmm. they are that way. Yeah. Because the audience is very smart. So if you don't have a twist, if you can't shock the audience, freaking turns out dude's his brother or something, mm-hmm. then I don't really know what they're going to be watching because they're a lot smarter than you. So they're not going to just want to hear what you think. They already know it. Right. And I also think that applies to them finding something believable and you want it to seem real. Do you think you're as smart as the audience? I, I don't. I no mean, way. No way. You're in the probably the bottom 10% of smartness. That's a stretch. I mean, that's very low. It is you're a stretch the bottom, to give you all 10. Well, come on. I mean, the bottom 10%. To give you the full 10 was not easy for me to get there, but... If I look at all the numbers and consider that babies are considered alive, I think you're probably firmly in the bottom 10% of smartness. Just above a baby. No, no, no. Markedly above all the babies. And then just above some people who have serious problems. I mean, I don't have serious problems. I know, which is what puts you just above those people. Okay. All right, fine. Well, what I, grade did you do? How much grades? I did all grades. All grades? Yeah. Really? Yes. What grades? I, all through? I went Where'd all, you go? I went all through. What, how much school? I, I went to grade school, high school, college. Really? Yeah. You went to college? I did. You don't need that shit, man. Okay. I, hey, you know what? Fucking I agree waste, with that. Waste yeah. of money, man. You think I learned this in college? Come on, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Brett's a fucking natural. Okay. Brett's probably in the top two or three percent of intelligence in the entire nation. Yep. Really? I took on, yeah. So you're I in like Mensa and Facebook stuff. test, yes. Oh, yeah. You took a Facebook yes, test? Yes, I have yeah. a lot of I look, I was over his shoulder. I have a ton destroyed, of destroyed, destroyed. Those are the What'd you end reliable. up getting? Professor Frank, right? Yep. Smartest one. Yep. So it was a Simpsons character test? Simpsons character smartness yeah, test. Yeah, I came intelligence out test. Frank. Yeah. Frank. Simpsons based IQ test. Okay. He's, who's top? Lisa? No. Frank, Frank is smarter than Lisa. Frank is smarter than Lisa. He's a freaking adult. Yeah. I mean, Lisa probably has more practical emotional intelligence, but that's not what they were testing for. Like, if you're just talking about the arc of the characters mm-hmm. inside the series, and I hate to go down this rabbit hole. This is a pretty obscure show we're talking about, so I'd rather the not. The Simpsons? The Simpsons is like we're going way the most back successful here. TV show cut. of all yeah, time. That's, yeah. yeah, so let's not. I remember yeah. it. Let's not alienate the entire class by doing this. But Professor Frank? Yeah, Professor Frank. So, Bang, you want to do what? You want to be hyper-realistic. So then tell me, what's the twist on that? What's the twist going to be? Of the story I'm working on? No, just you want to be the realistic, but what's, my the, what's style? the twist? The twist of my style. Is it in space? Is it the dude's brother? 
Is it dead all along? Sure, yeah. And a ghost? Okay, yeah, it's a ghost. Could be, could be. What's the worst crime a criminal could do? Back. What's the worst crime? Murder? No. We all know it, but, you know, go ahead and say it. What is it? The worst crime a criminal could do. A rape? Jesus Christ. Sick fuck. Well, yeah, I mean, it's the worst crime. It's... Okay, well, Brett and I will just tell you. It's telling the audience something they already know. I mean, you'll have a tough time recovering from that. You want to treat them. It might be the worst crime a writer can do. intelligent. No. That's the lowest. You do that. That's lower than. Kiss planet Earth goodbye. Okay. So, I mean, I All guess, right. I, I mean, you know, if you want to get a into, hyperbolic, if, if you want to say, what's the most sick, depraved thing I could imagine discussing in a master class, maybe some of your answers would be a little yeah. better. That might be something good to talk about then, what you're saying, if we can even leave it in. Okay. All right. I, I can I, pixelate it. Well, I just that, thought. Thank you. That yeah. would help because I don't, I mean, we're going to have to break in beforehand and do a bunch of frigging announcements and warnings and special labels because what bang brought into this atmosphere which was really just discussing storytelling and once again he's failed to treat his audience as intelligent enough to know why don't we just move on to what what would we move on to i'm teaching the class I mean, I, I don't. So I, how would we do that? I just don't like you painting me as some depraved uh, individual. This is what you thought of. Okay, I was just trying. We to were talking about your question. You feel like a depraved individual. He didn't make you feel that way. No wonder I've been feeling sick for so long. I'm hanging out with a fucking sicko, with a psychopath. You wet the bed? Yeah, you wet the bed. No animals. You do stuff to animals. Fire, fire, you ever light a fire? Yeah. That's a sexual disorder. Fire bugs? Do you ever lit a fire? Have I ever lit a fire? Yes. Well, get off on that. I don't get off on it. No. Don't give me the psychopath test. You can use it. You can use it. I'm not going to give you the fucking psychopath test. I watched Brett take it on Facebook. You know what he got? Zero percent. You know what he came out as? Lisa. So that was that one, he was Lisa. Okay. Who also is smart. Who's, yeah. All right. Not well, a psychopath a high at emotional all. Intelligence. Not a psychopath yeah. at all. Sympathetic. And this was another Simpsons character test, it, except it was for psychopathy. What? Yeah. Mental, mental disorders. Um, wow. Real quick, hang, just give me a second. And welcome to my monster class. I'm Sean Clemens, this Bang Roger man. We're doing a show that's also class. We're here talking about signature moves, a.k.a. twists. So. I like how you say twist. It's like twist. Twist. Well, it just seems like two different things um, that don't really go together. Well, it, it, it is for you because you have not developed it yet. But ideally, if you become an accomplished writer, which is the goal of the class, You'll be able to do a script with a big twist in it. And there has not so far really been someone who carved out this niche. I can't think of a writer or a director. Isn't like M. Night Shyamalan? Isn't that kind of his whole thing? 
not really. His thing is like aliens and stuff. Did you see signs? I did, yeah. Yeah. Aliens. Right, but that was just one movie. I mean, well, I think that was his only one involving aliens. But Avatar's kind of on a different planet, like a different world. Right, but he didn't do that. Avatar Last Airbender? Did he not do that? Oh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay, I thought you meant Avatar, the James Cameron movie. Uh, I don't even know what that is. It's, I think I'm talking about the extremely successful movie Avatar by M. Night Shyamalan. Uh, so, one cool... Well, let's talk about this. What's the second worst crime? Careful. <laughs> I'm plagiarizing. You know what? Let's just... No. No. Let's just do it. I'm sorry. I had the lesson plan a certain way. You've proven to me that I cannot trust you to handle the lesson in that way. So I'm just going to tell you what the second worst crime is. And if you remember the first worst crime, the one I said, not the one you said, thank you. The one I said. Right. Telling the audience something they already know. Mm -hmm. What's the second worst crime? Don't answer not telling them the twist. Okay. Because so, they'll be confused. So you have to tell them the twist? You must. But then it's not a twist. Well, you tell them when it happens. I'm very confused. So you want to give them a twist, <laughs> which a twist is something that they don't see coming or expect. But mm-hmm. now you're saying you have to tell them the twist. Let's see. So isn't uh, that projecting what the twist is? Let's say somebody was watching us do this class. Okay. And it turned out that Brett is, is friends with an alligator. Okay. Okay. Now I'm interested. Pretty big twist. Uh, you starting to see how that would draw an audience in? That the Brett character has a friend that's an alligator? Maybe best friends. Okay. And then... If so, he was like an alligator hunter, maybe. You're watching a genius talk to this preening pretty boy with his eye mirror app. And then you got this sort of blue collar, you know, roll up his sleeves, nuts and bolts kind of grease monkey over on the side. And it turns out that guy's hanging out with a fucking alligator. All right. Now that's a story because there was a big twist. Uh-huh. What if you never told the audience that? Yeah. What would they be watching? Some I, fucking narcissist and his friend who wants to help him? I don't know. That's not for that, free? That's not that good. For fucking free? Yeah. Although well, it won't be when he decides to take the next I'm class. I'm not going to take another class. Are you kidding me? No. I, Are you kidding me? No. The business model makes no sense. I mean, you asked me to that's, take this class, and I'm you, regretting it. And... There's no reason why I would pay you double to take more classes. I never really understood the business model either, but I think <laughs> he's got you. Nate. I got you over a barrel, man. <laughs> I mean, what if in this world everybody ha- – I mean, I just don't see the twist of having a pet alligator with no Not a pet. Not a pet. Okay. Top his three best friend. wild. His best friend. Okay. It goes to the fucking swamp. It's not a pet. And we can spend a long time to, apart, but I we always know 
mm-hmm. BFF. We're best friends. You have a friend like that? Sure, where I don't have to. You like know, after not, college, like you go through you changes just, and right. stuff, but you're Every always, once in a while. he's your boy. Let me ask you this. Who's your nastiest friend? My just name. the nastiest. As in terms of like mean or um, like dude, crude, both, both, uh, the nastiest one. Probably my friend Scott. Ah, uh, Skeeter. I mean, that's not his name. Damn. All right, man. Tell you what, that's who you give your script to. We finish up in here. You want the real notes, the raw shit, and a little punch up with some sauce on it. Give it to the nastiest motherfucker you know. They don't have to be professional writers. In fact, they don't have to have any knowledge of the entertainment industry or script writing at all. You just want them to get real with you. Can you really trust me to give you honest notes on your script? No. I'm looking for money from you. Yeah, I wouldn't. I don't. I, my notes would be very valuable to you, after all. I've written, you know, over a dozen episodes of television. Sure. You know? You seen any of it? Yeah, yeah, I've seen some of your, your stuff. The one you were in? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. That's it? No, I've watched a bunch of your, your I've seen your scripts get made. I've watched the episodes. Really? Yeah. That's unusual, man. Why? Why? Yeah, nothing, nothing I've done has really made a dent. But at any rate, it would be valuable, you know, for you. You okay? To get notes from somebody. I don't know. Like, what the fuck am I doing? He's sick. I feel like shit. I've been doing this shit for nine fucking years. I've been out there writing. I've been writing twenty scripts. Nothing's any. It's all nothing. Doesn't mean fucking anything. Point to one thing I've done that. Matters at all? I mean, it's everybody's no. It's nobody's favorite episode or show of any. Yeah, it's fucking cash. The toys are nice. You see me come in here. I'm driving a Volvo. Yeah, Yeah, pretty sweet, pretty sweet. But it all starts to seem meaningless. Anyway, man. I just think you got to see a doctor, man. I, huh? think, I, I, think I, I, I do not. I do not. In the same way that you don't trust my notes, how can I trust them? They're looking for money, dude. They see me pull up an Volvo, they're going to write me a prescription for everything under the sun. I mean, it's, They know it's nice. So, it's boom. A, right. It's a nice car, but it's not like. A, it's not like what? <laughs> It's not like a luxury brand. It's friggin I, I mean, it's known dollar signs, man. As soon as they, see, it's known what for, for strictly being driven by the true ballers. Well, more kind of like a family man car. It's known as a safe car, and I think you're thinking of Family Guy, and that's a cartoon car. Let's get back to your nasty friend Skeeter. Right, his name's Scott. When the skis gives you notes, you just take them, man. Even if it completely goes against your vision for what you wanted to do. Because ultimately, that's the audience. They're smarter than you, but they're guys like freaking skeezer. Yeah, but it seems like it, it, it seems like not the best idea, <laughs> Sean. <laughs> 
if he tells me. What do you want to say, man? Brett, this motherfucker. It just seems like taking blind notes by somebody that doesn't know anything about writing. Whether, I mean, you talk to Skeeter like that? I probably would, yeah. If he told me to throw my whole script out, then why would I show it to him? Dude, tell you what. Let's do it this way. Just tell me an idea you got. What do you want to write? Well, I've been working on this kids movie for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm Tell tell me a little bit about it. Okay, it's about a kid who uh you know wants to run away from home. Mm-hmm. Uh and so he tries to make it in the woods by himself. Man versus nature. Man versus nature. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, great conflict. He's got uh, his pet uh, squirrel with him that lives in the woods with him. That uh, kind of like some of the stuff we were talking about, with Brett. Go yeah, ahead. a little bit. Yeah, he's got yeah. a pet squirrel uh, uh-huh. who he's trained, and uh, he makes friends with a bird. I'm liking a lot of this. I tell you what, but here's the twist: mm-hmm. it's a simulation. He's plugged into a freaking cyborg tub. It sounds like like a little frightening because it's kind of sort of like a family-friendly comedy. Um, You know, it's a kid's movie. Okay. And here's the twist. No, it's not. Like, what do you think a twist is, man? I'm just trying to help you. Right. I just feel like it would be misleading if, let's say, this movie got made and you brought your family to go see this movie and then it has a kind of nightmarish Matrix ending. It would freak kids out, and they'd probably be upset about the movie. You seem really worried about how you feel about it. So let me put a twist on that. Don't be. Because here's the twist, man. It's about the audience. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm factoring in is the audience's feelings. If they're confused, you lost them. Mm -hmm. So they're going to be sitting there watching this going like waiting for it, right? Right. Where is it? And then you suddenly run out of the, you know, kids living in a tree or whatever, and you realize that there's tree has a wire from it. It's plugged into a wall. And then on the other side of the wall, it's freaking the kids in a freaking bunch of goo tub in a cyborg tub. Uh, Sean, I mean, I, I mean this with all due respect. Don't you think that that's more confusing? That is what would confuse the audience. If you don't explain it, they definitely would be confused. You know what I mean? I'm I would never condone that. So I show them him in a tub, and then I best have like, of both worlds. Then okay. you have ideally a series of chirons on the screen. Oh, you don't even have a character. You don't have like a scientist or like an android character explain it. You just have well in this text. reality because like know, a lot we've of- advanced beyond human language. I mean, a lot of the audience is going to be kids. Who maybe can't even read that well. Okay, and we're prepping them pretty early to sort of hear yeah. what hear what the basics of storytelling on. I mean, my god, Aristotle taught me uh, quite young uh, what a story could and should be. And uh, it's in my bones now. That's why I'm so good at coming up with twists. Um, well, uh, all right. I, I mean, I think I might just figure out a different twist. <laughs> Let's do an exercise. Great. What if we put together something of a mystery for our audience? Now, it's got to be good because Mm -hmm. they're much smarter than you. But 
we did something of a like a classic detective, like a Mordecai story. Okay. The famous detective. Right. I, I remember the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, he Don't believe me, just yeah. watch. Yeah, that funny mustache. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it. The, the famous inspector Mordecai, you know, Mort- right. the sort of story, Mordecai, who has these different puzzle pieces scattered throughout the story and then with his powerful mind is able to put them together. Probably the most famous detective in all of literature. Well, I would say Sherlock Holmes is easily more famous than Mordecai. The Mordecai? Easy, Brett. I'm sorry. Am I saying Give it me. wrong? I'm saying Mordecai. Are you, tr- are you trolling, Brett? I'm not. I, I, I don't mean That's any- such a weird, provocative. That's such a weird. It's just Sherlock Holmes has been around needling for, me? you know, a hundred uh, years. Sherlock Holmes is older. I'll give you that. Yeah. I, I don't know that he's had more of an I mean, impact on the culture. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, he's, he's from a very long time ago, which kind of yeah. makes my point that Mordecai is solving crimes right now. Mordecai? Mordecai. Okay. <laughs> You're getting him mm. sick. It's really getting, working my cough up when I get angry. So... So let's see if we can come up with something of a Mordecai story. Let's uh, let's do a puzzle right now, or if you prefer, it could be Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> it's just a, a more common reference. I mean, I know, I, oh my God. dude, you're doing it again. Is, I think it is to make you mad, yeah. and in that case, it is actually you don't feed pretty the good technique. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, bang! You're trying to get the upper hand uh, by. Winding uh, Brett's crank, as it were, and uh, we're not going to let that happen. Okay, so, that's fine. I'm not uh, trying to. So let's come up with just a riddle, and then you just, you know, do the riddle and then <clears> solve <throat> it, and then I'll see if we can sort of scatter it through this uh, story of the Bushman. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Uh, sure. Shoot. You're doing. You do it. I need to come up. You have to do it. I'm coming. I'm not solving the riddle. I'm coming up with the riddle. No, yeah, you need to do both. Okay. It, well, that's impossible because if I come up with it, I'll know the solution to it. Yeah, that's what writers do. You think the guy who writes freaking Mordecai is like just comes with the riddle, then hands the book to somebody else to solve it? Okay. I mean, I, I just thought we were doing an exercise. You just want me to come up with a riddle and then, okay. Um, uh, I, I I don't know Take any riddles time. off the top of my yeah. head. I can, I can cut some of this. Yeah, that would be great. This, yeah, wasting tape. People aren't going to want to listen to this shit. Uh, isn't there one like where it's like a newspaper where it's like what's um, black, white, and red all over? Yeah, something like that, or like has. And here's oh, the twist. Here, and here's okay. the twist. Yeah, it's it's Newsweek magazine. Okay, that seems frustrating. Yeah, and there's red, paper. Yeah, yeah, and it's red. But it's also red. Isn't there one like what has two legs, four legs, and uh, one leg, something like that? What animal? Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh, yeah, yeah. This is, that's that, like this a, is like this is what has three, what has two legs, three legs, and four yeah, legs. Yeah, that's like yeah. just because yeah, one of them's a tail. 
One of them's a tail. I think it's, it's man. Monster. It's man because uh, like no. When <laughs> one's a tail, one's a tail. Yeah. So that so that's interesting. So you want to use Brett's alligator for the. He already tried story. to rip it off for the squirrel. He did. So and then he let's, didn't even ask. I mean, I brought it up before. So then, if we well, I, my alligator and I have been so friends for just, a long time, dude, since kindergarten. Well, I had really no idea. Nice. I had no idea. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a twist if I knew, right? Only shit, he learned something. Only shit, he accidentally fucking learned something. College boy actually learned something. College boy. All right, all right, all right. Look, let's just both admit that you actually, none of these riddles you came up with were very good. I will okay. freely admit so that. I, I, you know, I don't know many riddles. And the alligator's using his tail to walk around. That's great. But maybe just to get in the headspace and maybe just, maybe to teach you what we're actually even fucking talking about, let's just work on a puzzle. You know, we got a whole drawer here full of fun little brain teasers. There's jigsaw puzzles. There's these thing, this thing called a 15 puzzle where you have to sort of move the cubes around that I don't remember the solution for. There's these rings you got to try to get unlocked. But let's just work on these for a little while. Quietly, please. I mean, do you have something else you need to be doing? Do you just want to work on puzzles? Yeah. Oh, no. Um, okay. Aha! Uh-huh. No, no. There's back to the one still up there. Okay, because these are kind of mixed together, huh? These puzzles are all mixed together in the same box. Okay, so when I said quietly, please, what did you take that to mean? I just wanted you to know because you're trying to put two pieces two pieces of the different puzzle yes. together. Well, isn't that sort of what we're doing when we write a script? Yeah, you know what? I, Blending genre, right? Yeah. Well, you know, as a, as an example, you know what Judd makes, says about that. What does Judd say about that? Do you know? I don't. No. He says, "Hey, man, it's all one genre, Jack. Movies, baby." I didn't realize he talked like such a Hollywood kind of seventies exploitation character. So you didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. You don't know any riddles, and you haven't done one puzzle yet. And this drawer's been open now, and we've been talking about it for a little while. Brett, are you making any progress on that? I can't get this part to work. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, those... Doesn't fit. Doesn't fit. No. Yeah, I, yeah the ring and the cube are two separate things. I mean, I get this as an example, but you really, I think I, I get the point. And I got to say these, away. and these, I was, I was like, I bailed and was like, I'm just going to work on the edge over here. Yeah. And then none of these seem to fit together and they don't look the same. I'm just, all. everything's yeah. blue for me. Oh yeah. It's well, that, like that would be a better sky. problem than the one I have, which is nothing is blue. Right. Well, that one thing is, I, I'm pretty sure it's like one of those pause 3Ds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you think I should start with that? Well, I think it's definitely a separate piece. Sort of piece. the key to the puzzle. The piece that's the hardest to fit is often the key that will unlock the rest of the puzzle. Is something maybe you could think about when you're writing. Did you just say that? You just come up with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and bang, help me. 
Yeah, I'm man enough to admit it. Thanks. He kind of walked me there. Thanks. Yeah. All right, Jack. So we got this wood story, and there's an alligator there, and he's friends, and he's walking on his tail, and he's plugged into an electric cyborg machine. So we've got the bones of a pretty interesting film. You see this as a film or a stage play? Yeah. A series of tweets? No, I see it as a, as a movie, yeah. Okay. And at any point, since we're in the woods, is the Bye-Bye Man going to come? Is Slender Man going to emerge from the fog? Is Beetlejuice Man going to start humping the gravestone or something? No, I mean, there's a, I have a, a, a set piece with a bear that's kind of frightening. And that's about as scary as it gets because, again, it is a family and film. Here's, and here's the twist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The bear is the Bye-Bye bears. Man. Well, ideally. I, I don't want that in there. Okay. That's collaboration, you know. Uh, so we'll compromise on that. So it'll just be the Bible man the whole time. No twist. Does it ever start out as a bear? And uh, so we've got the bones of what could actually be a good script. But is it a hit? Is I, it a hit, Beck? I hope so. <laughs> yeah, we all hope so. If all it took was hoping so, uh, you know, uh, I guess there'd be a lot of hits out there, but if all you've got is hope, then the odds of this thing being a hit are about jack shit and Jack just left town. Okay. Well, you know what? Sure. It's a hit. I think it's a hit. That's what I want to hear. And you know who talks like that? You just reminded me of him. Judd. Judd, man. I know what you're saying. Come on, Jack. I, mean, I don't talk Judd, that way. Judd don't got to put a twist in, Jack. Yeah, well, you ain't Judd. So I think we've led a horse to water, and we might have gotten a couple of drops down his gullet. <laughs> How's it feel? You, you say satiated? You parched? Or you, you do, is it? I, I mean, it's a lot. <laughs> I, I thank you. Thank, thank you, guys. I. I don't know if I'm going to take all the suggestions. I mean, yeah, I think there it'd be fun to have a twist in the story. I, I don't think um, a couple of them. One a scene. One one a scene. This, well, what's the that. point of a scene if you're not ending in a different emotional place than when you started? The best way to do that is a twist, right? I think that's a little bit you different than I mean? a twist um, to have a character. So change if you're starting the scene in an emotional place uh-huh. of like, oh, I'm so happy I found this tree, then the twist should probably be that the tree is somehow a simulation. Okay, that's different than emotional change. Like that should be like you emotionally I'm, would not be changed by that knowledge. I would, but I want the audience to be having emotional changes with my character. Don't you think it'd be very confusing if you're constantly introducing new cybernetic things into a world where that has nothing to do with the story? Well, for one thing, if you're constantly doing it, no. If, okay, let's say we're... Do I think it would be confusing? Uh-huh. No. Okay. Not to me. I came up Let's with it. Let's take a story like Romeo and Juliet. Okay. And the first scene they meet and 
then there's a, a fountain. Are you thinking of Romeo and Juliet? <laughs> no. Romeo and Juliet. Okay. The Shakespeare play. The trauma film. I'm not I'm not confusing the two. Toxic vendor? Right. I, I know trauma, yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. are you thinking of Nomeo and Juliet? Uh, I'm thinking of the source material for all those movies, mm, which mm. is Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Which is actually, no, right? Which is Troilus and Cressida. Okay, yeah. I, I, it was inspired by uh, an ancient story. Tristan and Isolde. Um. What the fuck was I talking about? Benny and June. Well, that's a new movie. That's another Johnny Depp movie. I mean, well, in any of these, in any of these stories that you brought up, if a random thing ended up being a cybernetic plug-in machine, the audience would be like, why the fuck is that in the movie? Because a romance. You tell them. You tell them. You don't not tell them the twist. That was rule number two. Second worst crime you could do. You say this is a this is a world where don't you think it's too much? It's information they don't need. You don't need to add these twists. Well, I was freaking Romeo and Juliet start. It's a bunch of information. It's just a freaking whole long poem about families. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Give me a poem about freaking. Okay. Technology is advanced to a point where humans are no longer in control of their environment. End of story. Bingo. Panko. Okay. Okay. Right. We need Done. to think about this stuff. Great. I'll you know add I mean? some twist. It's actually, yeah. Well, this is actually the best class we've done so far, uh, in spite of the fact that Bing maybe talked a little too much. So. You should probably welcome people to the class. <clears throat> yeah, what do you think I was about to say? I think he meant that in a mean way. Walk on to my mat. Yeah. Uh, what, what, yeah. It's, it's cool. Welcome to my, welcome to my muster class. Right? Little character on it. Yeah, that was funny. It's Sean Clemens and uh, Whipbang Raj Man, Engineer Brett. Uh, Brett, uh, you looks like you're getting a phone call from your alligator friend. And you can use the yeah. phone. That's a twist. I gotta take this. The phone is a twist? It's a twist. That the alligator used the phone. Okay. Thanks, uh, thanks everybody. Hollywood Masterclass is a Stitcher original and a production of Midroll Media. Our executive producers are Chris Bannon and Jenny Radelet. Music and sound by Brett Morris. Mm-hmm.